This NBA season, make every three-pointer, alley-oop, and buzzer beater even more exciting with FanDuel. You can bet on everything from first baskets and number of dunks to which player will drain the most threes. Or stack your bets with the same-game parlay for a shot to win even bigger. It's quick, easy, and you'll get your winnings fast. So download the app today and see why we're North America's number one sportsbook. Make every moment more with FanDuel. 19 plus and physically located in Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-866-531-2600 or visit connectsontario.ca. I'm Brian Goldfinger from Goldfinger Injury Lawyers. We'd like to wish you and your family a happy holiday season. Remember, if you're drinking, texting, smoking cannabis, you shouldn't drive or somebody's going to have to hire my law firm to set things straight. Visit goldfingerlaw.com. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast. I'm your host, William Liu. I'm speaking to you after the Toronto Raptors completed a season sweep over the Golden State Warriors. Holy shit. The Golden State Warriors... um, Pretty healthy. I mean, no no boogie, but they got Draymond, they got Kevin Durant, they got Steph Curry, they got Clay Thompson. No one's crying for them because Boogie's not in the lineup. Uh, and meanwhile, the Raptors didn't have Kawhi Leonard sat out a second straight game with that uh, hip bruise. Um, so it turns out it was an actual, I guess, an actual injury and whatever. Uh, and he's not just sitting back-to-back. Well, we'll see what's going on there. But Raptors shorthanded, going to Golden State, second half of a back-to-back. On the West Coast, it looks like it's a straight L all the way, and what do the Raptors do but smack the Golden State Warriors, lead from start to finish, never relent, um, and uh, yeah, I mean, they got the victory, uh, I feel bad, because I put out on Twitter, like, six minutes of the game after the Raptors got up by, like, 10 points, that, you know, the Raptors are still going to lose by 20, because, you know, the Warriors are just that undeniable, they've been playing really well, but uh, I was wrong, man, the Raptors' defense kept the Warriors out of this game. The Warriors shot 6 of 26 from deep. The Splash Bros shot 2 of 13 combined. I mean, it, it, it was just incredible defense by Danny Green and Fred Van Vliet. Obviously, a little bit of luck played into that as well. I thought Steph had some really good looks in the first quarter that he wasn't hitting. Um, but, man, the Raptors, like, they just... What an inspirational performance. Like, when you, I, I can't believe how much this team has responded um, in the face of adversity this season. Uh, you know, like you look back on like obviously those there's been a couple of tough losses, you know. Um obviously the Detroit game was real tough, Pelicans game was humbling, um, you know, that Celtics game was just unlucky, really, because they could have really won that game. Um and, you know, how the Raptors responded by getting like eight straight wins, and then they get those two small losses, um, or are losing three of four to Denver, to Brooklyn in overtime and and uh, and and that Bucks game, and it's all of a sudden it looked like the Raptors were sort of um, coming apart again, and the Raptors heading out to this very tough road trip. And then what did they do, man? They first off they smack up the Los Angeles Clippers, which I, I still can't believe that team is, you know, talking big talk about how they're gonna sign KD and Kawhi Leonard. Like, okay, yeah, cool, yeah, we'll we'll love to see that. We love to see that. But um, yeah, and then the following night, the Raptors go into Golden State and do this. And again, I can't stress enough how much the Warriors have been playing great basketball late. Steph Curry's really finding his form. He's really been in the MVP talk. I mean, they look like MVP tonight, man. Ten points. And, uh, you know, everyone discounted that first Warriors win by the Raptors in overtime because, well, oh, my. You know, the whole takeaway was, well, you know, actually, you know, I feel better for the Warriors because, you know, Steph didn't even play and they still went to the overtime and shit. Well, I was like, well, okay. So what happened? Steph played today, and they uh, they lost by twenty. Although I would even argue Steph didn't even play today, so you might have to just discount this win again because Steph was just invisible. Ten points, and he was getting cooked by Danny Green. 
I'm not kidding you. Danny Green posted up Steph Curry like at least six or seven times and got 15 points and five assists on six of 11 shooting. Danny Green got 15 points and only hit one three. You should be ashamed of yourself for that. <laughs> Just terrible post defense, man. Steph allowing and ones. You know, Danny Green had one circus shot where he kind of beat the shot clock. But, I mean, for the most part, just bodied Steph Curry down low. Um, and that's your MVP right there, supposedly. So, um, yeah, I mean, just a great night. The Raptors basically followed the same formula they did against the Clippers. I mean, they were very successful against the Clippers. Why change it? Um, but, yeah, they just relentlessly attacked the paint. They got 58 points in the paint. They outscored the Warriors by 18 points in that department. Um, they forced the Warriors into 19 turnovers, a lot of steals, a lot of transition points. Raptors got 25 fast break points to the Warriors, 12. Um, so that really shows you a difference in terms of effort and execution. Uh, and yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, Raptors kept their head, you know, like obviously they started out strong. The Warriors are known to sort of be a little bit sloppy starting games. And so, you know, you were just sort of waiting for the shooter drop. And in the third quarter, there's nothing more deadly than when, um, and then there's no there's no scarier sight really when the Warriors you know come out motivated in the third quarter and then Kevin Durant's coming around screens and he's scoring every single time he pulls up and you know Steph Curry's you know running around Clay Thompson's running around Draymond's you know hurting people throwing passes like you just that's the, you know that's the scariest sight in basketball and the Raptors look like they're going to come apart a little bit in the third quarter because you know when you know that the Warriors are capable of rising up like that then you know you feel a lot of pressure to score and the Raptors. Definitely missed some makeable shots. They went three minutes without scoring a bucket. Over that time, you know, you got Fred Van Vliet missing a layup. You got Pascal missing a layup. You got, uh, you know, Danny Green missing a wide open three. And you're just thinking, like, damn, this is really how it's going to happen. Like, the Warriors are really going to come back. Meanwhile, Kevin Durant's coming down every time down the floor, off a high screen, get into mid-range, splash, like, every single time. And you're just thinking, damn, they're going to come back. However, the Raptors kept their cool. Really kept their composure, you know, after sort of giving up a little a 7 nothing run or whatever, and the lead was close to about 10 points, um, you know, the Raptors uh, went to Surge in the mid-range. Surge in the mid-range is the ultimate run stopper because he's always going to get that shot off. He's always going to score, and it's just such a steadying presence on the team because, you know, no one thinks to cover the mid-range except Ibaka is like shooting like prime Dirk Nowitzki from their mid-range this year. That's not even an exaggeration. Look up the numbers. He's shooting like 70%. Um, and then they got uh, some free throws from Pascal Siakam on a basket cut. Got Fred Van Lee going to the rim for some free throws. Um, and, yeah, all of a sudden the Raptors kind of calmed themselves down, and they, they kept their composure. Um, they got big minutes from Greg Monroe tonight, the Moose, coming off the bench for seven minutes, scoring five points, giving five rebounds, three of them offensive, and a steal. The reason they had to go to Moose is because – JV, who had a really strong first uh, first quarter, I thought. I mean, just his first spell. I mean, eight minutes, six uh, points, seven rebounds. Scored pretty well in the post. Um, but uh, JV got hurt. He he got a dislocated left thumb because Draymond slashed them across the wrist. Now, it wasn't a malicious play. I mean, whatever. People get... You, this is a very common play to slap down on the ball in the post. However, um, I don't think... Draymond only got ball. He was very clear that he got the wrist, and then he obviously went through his thumb. I and mean, you don't want to look up the images. It's like the thumb has been all the way backwards. It's 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 not the right angle. Uh, and and JV went down immediately, clutching his thumb again. Of course, no call. Um, I think Danny Green was actually Johnny on the spot there and actually got a little putback. And and Draymond was actually really pissed at the play, but uh, they had to call the play dead. And JV came out of the game, and it was very apparent that he was hurt. Um, if he does have a dislocated uh, thumb, and I mean, depending on the severity of what it is. 
uh, it's going to take some time to heal. You got to figure it's got a couple of weeks here. And so you're going to have to rely a lot on Greg Monroe. And I'll say this about Monroe. You know, he's not a great defender. But um, this guy is just ready to play. And you can't ask anything more of a third big who can come off the bench uh, at a moment's notice, get into the game and provide and contribute. I mean, how many times have you done that this season, right? Like you think of that Orlando game, for example, where Monroe just comes in the game and he gives you something. And um, that's hard to do. A lot of these bench warmers, whatever, like, you know, like they come into the game, they make no impact, like no offense to Lorenzo Brown, but, you know, that's the classic example of that. Uh, but Monroe is able to come into the game. He's able to study the game. Um, the Raptors were able to play through him in the post a little bit. They were get, get a couple of mismatches, dump it down to Monroe, get an easy shot, balance your defense going the other way. And it was a really effective game to sort of keep the Warriors at bay. And Mon- Monroe was pretty effective. And he only had to play seven minutes. You know, they, the Raptors quickly went back to Siakam and Serge, and those two kind of closed it out. But, uh, you know, just a great uh, asset to have, for, to have Monroe come off the bench. And the fact that the Raptors got him for the minimum, like, that's exactly why you get a guy like that. Because JV, because of the way he plays the game, he's so physical and, and defenses are going to be so physical against him that, you know, there's a history of this. JV might miss a couple of games. And this is very unfortunate. And I really think Draymond should have been called for a foul. Obviously, Draymond didn't say apologize or anything because, you know, Draymond would never uh, do anything like that. But, um, yeah, I mean, you know, if you don't have JV, then you have, like, 80% of what JV does in Monroe. Um, and so it's a nice luxury for the Raptors to have. Oh, hopefully, you know, JV can come back strong. Because honestly, I said in the last podcast that, uh, and I wrote it a lot at the score, uh, um, that, um, you know, JV is just kind of unplayable in this matchup. Well, today he was very sharp and he really cut against the grain. The Raptors um, were getting trapped a lot on the pick and roll and JV would just short roll, catch the ball. And one thing that he used to struggle with early in his career, JV, is that uh, he would roll so hard to the basket and all the way to the rim that he would kind of like um, almost get himself out of position and is no longer open because it's just harder to pass right beside the rim. Um, and JV's really mastered the short roll of just getting to the right position and having you know, like just confidence in his finishing that he can get a little floater up or whatever and, um, and he can sort of keep himself... Uh, steady while he shoots that shot and sort of avoid charge and stuff like that and so JV was having a great game and even defensively he had a couple of nice stops at the rim going vertical and stuff like that and so it was just it was just such a shame to see JV you know go down in this matchup um and again it's it just had to be Draymond Green who is uh you know not exactly known as a very clean player but uh yeah it was unfortunate but as for the rest of the Raptors um again a very cohesive performance 27 assists tonight for the Raptors uh, I you just can't help but notice that the Raptors move the ball better without Kawhi Leonard in the lineup. Obviously, they're better with Kawhi in the lineup, but you know without Kawhi, it puts the onus on everybody to contribute, and you know it, it really does keep the ball moving more. Um, obviously, you know you have to do that. You have to find other ways to play when you don't have your best player, and that's what the Raptors did tonight. Kyle Lowry leading the charge, twelve assists tonight for the assist leader. Should nudge him back over ten assists per game. He had dropped down to nine point nine. Um, but Kyle also getting 23 points, 9 of 18 shooting. The fact that Kyle Lowry shot 18 shots is such an impressive and a very positive sign because, um, you know, he broke out of a slump a little bit uh, against the Clippers. And today he was really looking for a shot, really active. And the way I, this is, I mean, some of the criticism against Kyle Lowry was that, you know, he was only going for the three and whatever. And he did shoot seven threes today. But he mixed in a lot of mid-range stuff. You know what I mean? Like, um, you know, that little, like, hard drives, turn, stop on a dime, and then turn over your left shoulder and then and, and then shoot the little elbow jumper. That's how, you know, basically iced the game in the fourth quarter with that. 
cutting to the rim, going for little post-ups, little driving layups. You know, like, that's Kyle Lowry. He's not just a three-point shooter. He's a guy who has to slash and get a mid-range shot going as well. And I just thought that he had a lot more bounce in his game tonight as well. Also, really active defensively. I mean, 38 minutes, just a warrior performance by him. Taking a charge in the fourth quarter on Jarebko, who, you know, was the guy who hurt his back in the first place. Um, Three steals as well from Kyle. Uh, Just a really, really efficient game from Kyle and it's just nice to see man it really is nice to see. this is the Kyle Lowry that showed up in the first four or five games of the season and everyone was like wow look at Kyle Lowry you know um, he's sort of fallen off and obviously had that cold stretch but it's very encouraging from Kyle um, Serge just <laughs> Serge Ibaka on the west coast man he, he loves it out west I mean 20 points 12 rebounds and assists a steal two blocks um, blocking KD on a dunk attempt. He got dunked on by KD in the first half, but then he blocked KD. And KD kind of, uh, you know, fell on his uh, elbow a little bit too, and he kind of a little bit shaken up for temporarily. But, um, yeah, I mean, Ibaka was very efficient. 7 of 16 shooting, you know, um, 6 of 6 from the free throw line to get the 20 points, 12 rebounds. Um, just really active defensively. I, I love the way Ibaka's playing. And it's, the confidence that he plays with on offense right now is just it's just unthinkable as compared to what it was last year. Um, you know, Fred Van Vliet, really solid. Again, playing off Kyle Lowry. You know, sometimes Fred would be the main initiator. Sometimes Kyle would be. Kyle obviously had 12 assists today, so he was having more of the ball tonight. But you look back to the Clippers game, Fred has 14 assists. Kyle's more of a scorer. And Fred tonight, you know, perfect off guard. Ten points, two rebounds, or three rebounds, two assists, three steals, four of a shooting, two three from deep. Um, you know, just pushing the pace, playing great defense. Uh, again, he was the guy who was primarily assigned to cover Steph Curry. And I don't care how many points Fred VanVleet scores if he can keep Steph to ten points and three of twelve shooting with four turnovers. Like VanVleet did a really good job against Steph. And, you know, against Steph is a team-wide effort, right? Every time he comes around a screen or a handoff or whatever, you got to really get up and pressure. And one area the Raptors have really struggled this year, and I've highlighted it in the podcast, is that, uh, you know, they've struggled off dribble handoffs. Well, today, um, Steph, they they covered the shit out of Steph. Steph didn't have a lot of air, um, just didn't have a lot of just open looks at all, which is exactly what you want to do. So, Great team-wide defense, but uh, obviously that starts with the guy on the ball, and that's Fred Van Bleed. He did a great job defensively against Steph. And then Danny Green. I mean, he just, he, like I mentioned earlier, he posted up Steph a whole bunch of times, and it was very effective. Uh, 15 points, 4 rebounds, 5 assists. Um, and then, you know, you even got contrib- contributions off the bench. You know, DeLon Wright had a lot of great slashing drives, you know, also was very active defensively. Um, some great passes. JV gave some great minutes before he got hurt. Greg Monroe gave some minutes, you know, in JV's absence. CJ Miles hit a big three in the fourth quarter um, to really give the Raptors some more breathing room. OG was active going to the basket, and it took some shifts guarding KD and, and Draymond as well. So great team effort by the Raptors. Seriously, like, it's it's so impressive. The Raptors haven't got a victory in Oakland since 2004. Um, that was the, the starting five included guys like, you know, Vince Carter, obviously, but uh, also Jalen Rose and Danielle Marshall. Like, you know what I mean? Like, this is this is a real throwback. And the Raptors haven't swept the Warriors since 2001, and the Warriors were just basically trash. And honestly, every time I play the Warriors in, in, in Golden State, in Oakland, like, you're just always worried about that comeback, you know? Um, a couple of memorable ones. I, mean, I think last year, that was the one where Jakob Pertl had like 11 offensive rebounds and the Raptors had the lead, but then they started choking, you know, down the stretch and the Warriors ended up getting that, uh, you know, KD, Steph pick and roll and they, they scored on that play like four times in a row and they won the game. 
Um, I'm sure there was a couple of other comebacks. There was definitely a couple at the ACC between the Warriors and the Raptors where the Warriors, you know, would get down early and then wake up and then, you know, you know, torch the Raptors that way. Obviously, there was that game where Steph had 44 and Kyle had uh, 41, and that was a crazy game where the Warriors ended up winning. Um, and then also, the one that sticks out most to me is in 2013 when the Raptors uh, went into Golden State. They had a 27-point lead in the third quarter and just completely blew it. They lost the fourth quarter by 42-15, uh, to 15, and that game, later that week, um, Messiah Jerry traded Rudy Gay to uh, the Kings and basically sparked a rebuild, which accidentally backfired and turned into the greatest era of Raptors basketball. And then so that's every every time I the Raptors go to Oakland, I always remember that game because it was just so embarrassing. Um, the way the Raptors are losing, and uh, yeah, I mean it, it all turned out for the best, I guess, because you know they, they got rid of Rudy, they got a bench, they gave the ball to, to you know Kyle and, and Demar and, and Coach Casey, and they turned this whole franchise around and then you you get to the point where you look at them now like they don't have Kawhi Leonard and they go into Golden State on the second half of back-to-back and they have so much talent I mean look at this team like just so many guys contributing you get JV or you know um you know your former lottery pick he goes out of the game and you got Greg Monroe coming off the bench like it's inconceivable in previous years Greg Monroe would have been like the Raptors starting center no questions asked now he's the third stringer and he comes in and he gives you great you know minutes playing through the post what a luxury to have you got Serge Ibaka I mean the Raptors have had so many trash power forwards and now all of a sudden you got Serge Ibaka playing center Pascal is like would easily be the best power forward since Chris Bosh no one's even close. Kyle Lowry, I mean, there's no way anyone could have anticipated Kyle would become an all-NBA type of performer, and he's been so good. Van Vliet, you just got off the scrap heap. Again, in previous years, you know, the Raptors started guys like Ben Uzo and shit, so you have Fred Van Vliet coming in. Danny Green is a tossin'. You know, what a complete 3-and-D player who also apparently has a post game. You got OG, CJ, you know, DeLon coming off the bench. I mean... The Raptors have come a long, long way. And I don't say that all the time because, you know, I'm kind of a sentimentalist and I've watched the Raptors for a long time. And, you know, it's hard to believe that they're this good and it's hard to sort of, you know, believe that they have championship expectations. But, you know, when you sweep the Warriors, you're going to get some hype. And uh, I think they deserve it, man. I mean, what a a gutsy performance for the Raptors tonight. In terms of your three stars, if I had to only pick three, obviously Kyle gets the first star. 23 points, 12 assists, 5 rebounds, 3 steals. Second star goes to Serge Ibaka, 20 points, 12 rebounds. And then third star goes to Danny Green, 15 points, 4 rebounds, 5 assists. And also playing pretty good defense against Clay Thompson. Clay only had 14 points, 7 of 17 shooting. Didn't hit a single three. Um, but uh, it just uh, so many players stepped up tonight. It was such a team effort. And, uh, I, I mean, I hope Kawhi was watching, man, because this uh, <laughs> some good shit right here. There's some good shit right here. In terms of the Gerald Henderson Award, um... I'm going to give that to, I guess, Quinn Cook. Yeah, he, he kind of cooked the Raptors a little bit uh, when, you know, he started in place of stuff in Toronto, but he had 13 points and 6-9 and nine shooting in 13 minutes. Um, he was not bad. He really was not bad. So congrats to him, I guess. And, uh, yeah, I mean, overall, what a great win. The Raptors um, are now 23-7. and seven. All this these concerns about them not being able to beat top-tier competition, well, you know, some of those concerns go away when you're playing on national TV and you take down the Warriors by 20 points. And also, you know, a week before that, the Raptors also went on national TV and beat the Warriors in overtime and went shot for shot, you know, down the stretch. So 
impressive stuff from the Raptors. Obviously, they still got stuff to clean up, but it's nice to see the Raptors uh, respond like this in the face of adversity and uh, hope to sustain it. They play the Portland Trailblazers uh, on Friday. The Blazers just scored 83 points against the Grizzlies. They're struggling a lot right now, so the Raptors should reasonably uh, win that Blazers game. And if they do that, then all of a sudden they're 3-0 and on this tough Western Conference road trip. After this road trip, the Raptors don't play uh, in any time zone west of Central. So no no games later than 8 and 8.30 tip-offs. And so it's great for people like me who cover the game. I don't have to stay up until you know 1.30 to watch these games. But if I'm staying up until 1.30 to watch the Raptors beat up on the Clippers and beat up on the Warriors on the road, then, yeah, I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. It's, it's, it's a fun game. So, uh, as always, read 10 things um, on the Score app and also on my Twitter account. And, uh, yeah, I'll be back on uh, Friday to recap the Blazers game. What a win, guys. What a win.